1: The seduction of the church. It is a whole lot easier than you would initially think. That's what we're looking at in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Here today on Truth For Today. The church of Christ is being seduced. The apostle Paul sees it and writes extensively about it. Here in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Welcome to Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard from Valley Bible Church in Hercules. We continue our look at 2 Corinthians chapter 11 from last week's broadcast. As we focus in on how easy it is to to seduce the bride of Christ, the church. And how to avoid this seduction. We begin in verse 4. Catch up with us there, won't you? 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 4. Here's Pastor Phil with today's broadcast of Truth for Today.
0: Verse 4 For if someone comes and proclaims another Jesus than the one we proclaimed, or if you receive a different Spirit, and I would take that as a capital S, I think it's Holy Spirit, a different Spirit from the one you received, or if you accept a different gospel from the one you accepted, you put up with it readily enough. You just sit there, smile, amen. And sounds good. Man, it sounds good to me. You, oh, man, you can talk. Man, you can preach. You sure can talk. Matter of fact, you're talking me out of Christ. You're talking me out of the Spirit. And you're talking me out of the gospel. And you are a smooth-talking dude. And what are you sitting there amen it for? Why are you allowing yourself to be beguiled and deceived? Let's look at it. How, how was the, this voice of these uh, Judaizers? You, he's lying to you, and he, they're presenting you a different Christ than the one Paul presented. Well, you read First Corinthians 1. He said, I came to you preaching the foolishness of the cross. His preaching wasn't foolish, his manner, his style. The content was foolish. The content of what I deliver to you is considered foolish by the Greeks and an insult to the Jews. Jews want signs... And the Greeks demand sophistry, And they demand elocution. And they demand a philosophical debate with one of the great minds out of Greece. And he said, when I came, I preached the foolishness of God. And that is that God could be crucified. That God could be buried. That God could be raised. The foolishness of the cross, I know it insults you because all hero stories ends with the hero winning, not getting killed. And our hero got killed. That's what I preached to you. He had to be killed to be the hero. I preached to you a Christ that was truly God. He's not what these false apostles said. Ah, he's a nice guy, but he was a rabbi, and he he bailed out on us. Uh, He used to teach the law of Moses. No, we taught you this. Jesus Christ is enough. It is Christ alone that saves. And he said he'll be deceived in that area. He's working on you to beguile you from that faith. Two, he's going to deceive you in the area of the Spirit. He's going to question, You, I, we're not, you can't have the Holy Spirit why? Galatians 3. Who has bewitched you? Who has bewitched you? Who has deceived you? Who has come in and told you, Galatians, you have the Holy Spirit? Because the Spirit comes by keeping the law. Ah, read in Galatians. The Spirit comes by walking in the power of the flesh. Uh, you can't just be getting the Spirit. You don't have the Spirit. He said, the Spirit came by the hearing of faith. When I believed this Christ, His gift to His bride, the down payment to the bride from the Father was, I'll give everyone who puts trust in my Son, I'll give you my Spirit. And I won't give you a little bit of the Spirit, half of the Spirit. I'll give you all the Spirit, different gifts, but all of the Spirit. Every born again child of God, you've got all the Spirit you can ever have. He may not have all of you, but you've got all of Him. And you may not be a tongue talker. That's what the Corinthians got into, unless you had certain gifts. I grew up in teaching and said, the only evidence that you really got the Spirit is you got to talk in tongues. Or the only evidence that you've really been immersed into Christ. They sincerely believe that from Acts 1 on the day of Pentecost and Acts 2 and everything. And, hey, the church was being born in Acts. It's being born. The Spirit was given. The they're coming from an old dispensation. Now the new covenant starts with the Spirit being poured out. And guess what? Even Presbyterians get it. Even Baptists. Woo! that's a great work, huh? And Pentecostals. And Mennonites. And Lutherans. Anyone who has accepted Christ gets the down payment money of the Spirit. You don't need to keep the law. You don't need to study Moses. Moses, you don't save me and you don't sanctify me. I'm not under any part of the law. I'm under grace. I'm under the Spirit. The law has no place to get me. It will tell me I am fallen and I'm ruined and I can't keep it, but it can't save me. Read Galatians. Read Romans, And they come in and they lie to you about the gospel. It'd be interesting if I hand out a sheet of paper to all of you right now and ask you to state to me the gospel. Could you do that? Do you know the gospel? What does the word gospel mean? Good news. news. What's the good news? That once you believe Christ... There's still 10 other things you need to do. Because Christ is not enough. Christ is not enough. The gospel is not enough. Anathema. Anathema. If I or an angel from heaven came down here and we started a Bible conference with an angel from heaven and he started saying, you've got to do something besides believe on the Lord Jesus Christ to be saved, let him be accursed. Yes, right. You know, we've been hearing such great preaching on the gospel and I thought as soon as I come back, I sound as negative as would could be because I'm dealing with the text. I'm sorry that he dealt with this subject. I just pick up where God left off. But guess what? I pastor a flock. I know a man in this church, been a member for years. I just heard that he gave up the faith. Uh, you ought to pastor see people picked off all the time. Or, or you see a... Uh, our young people going off to college. Oh man, it's the sweats. Every for me, every September is the sweats. When I see our young people going, I think, will they come back a believer? Will they come back a believer? Because they're going to be lied to, unless it's a Christian school and Christian time, they're going to be lied to for nine months. I think of Wayne Moore telling me that he became a believer early in, in his 20s. And when he was at UC Davis, and he's going to do a biology, microbiology track, and the prophet, he asked, he said, well, what's this stuff? He said, well, I'm a Christian. Good, sincere. And he said, well, okay. And they said, and I'm a creationist. The guy looked at him and said, I'm going to make sure you take every class we've got that is thoroughly evolutionary so you can get your mind back. Now, how would you like to go through eight years of schooling that every class is aimed at getting you to deny God as creator? That's a lot of pressure. That's the intellectual pressure, the same pressure then, to be pure. Listen to our kids today. Hey, Jesus, is he enough? Well, I do need a boyfriend. That's okay. People do get married. But you'll find out even marriage isn't enough. Marriage was never designed to fill the innermost gap of your heart. You see, it's wonderful to love your children, to love your wife, to love your... It's wonderful to be in love and to have loved ones. But once they're elevated to this point of saying, you fill the gap in me, I can make it if I have you. Now they've become your idol. Now I've got to have the Lord Jesus. And then all of his gifts, whatever they may be. Children, marriage, relationships. But what's the seductive voice saying? Be your own person. Set your own rules. Don't be under guiding principles from the Bible. Be seduced. Listen to me. We've had a sexual revolution in the 60s. You need to join the party. We don't care if you get pregnant. We don't care if you abort. We don't care if you get diseased. We don't care if you get wasted. You need to have a good time. And of course, we're too smart to buy that lie. Who are we kidding? The whole culture's body. Let's party on the deck of the Titanic before it goes. But it's going to be, it's going to sink all your dreams, and so hear the seductive voices you've got to deal with every day. How are you able to know which voice is talking to you? Have you ever listened to a lie so long that you finally conclude it's the truth? I kept hearing that the moon was made out of cheese, so it must be. <laughs> Lying and deception, it never gets more true. It's a lie. And I would say to you, Christ, the Spirit, the Gospel. Do, are you sure about the Christ you put your faith in? Is he the Christ of Scripture? Are you, do you need a Buddha? Do you need a, a, a mantra? Do you need a a shaman? Do you need some other philosophy? Is there somebody on campus that is a wow speaker, but an atheist and an agnostic and hates the faith? Who will enable you to put through the grid truth? When you hear all of us televangelist guys out there, do you ever put them through the grid and all the time they're talking, you're saying, what are they saying? Not how, uh, not how big the church is, or how good the music is. I had a woman years ago. Play, her son was playing basketball with my grandson, and uh, we were talking and uh, trying to get him in church. And then they'd been in church. All of a sudden, she said to me, she said, well, I want to know if you got a gospel choir." I thought, "Wait, a good news choir?" No. And and she was thinking certain sounds. She wanted certain sounds. I wonder, do you have a gospel? I said, well, I don't know how gospel the choir is, but they got a gospel preacher. She didn't jump any pew on that, I'll tell you. I said, you come there, honey. We're going to tell you the truth. We're going to tell you good news. We're going to tell you about heaven, hell, sin, righteousness, being born again. Do you know what I mean? I'm straight on Christ, I'm straight on the Spirit, and I'm straight on the gospel. We may not figure out when Jesus is coming, but you better be straight on Christ. They're out to allure you and seduce you away from what I taught you about Christ, what I taught you about the Spirit. Every one of you children of God ought to sometimes just say, I can't believe it, that I'm housing the Holy Spirit. I've got him all in there. He's the Father's down payment on the bride. And when you say, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Well, what do, you, what do you think's rattling around inside of you? It's the down payment. I've been spoken for. I've been purchased. I'm just waiting for the wedding day. I've got the spirit in me. I'm not intimidated by my charismatic brothers that I love. That I act like them. That's why some of you are nervous. I can't help it. Because I, I picked up. I love the roots that I grew up with. But. I don't want anyone to intimidate me about all the there, how many visions, how many angels or how many prophecies. Friend, I've got as much of the spirit as you, because God makes an equal down payment in all of His children. Can you imagine the spirit that was wooing over the waters in Genesis woos in me? I know he's in there, because I know when he's grieved, I know when he produces joy. He's in me, I'm the bride. And I'm trying not to be picked off before the wedding day. Amen. I think it's so scary in the Bible when he tells Ephesus, I don't know what's happened, but you lost it. You fell. You know when God used this term of the marriage? On your own today, you ought to read, if you can take X rated Bible. Uh, Read Ezekiel 16 and Hosea 2. It's graphic. It's lewd. It's horrendous. Ezekiel basically says, Israel, when I found you in the wilderness, I found you in your afterbirth. You were in your blood. The placenta was all around you. You were a little squirmy little girl dying in the placenta sac and all the blood, and I picked you up, and I cleaned you. I salted you. They did that to their infants, protect them from infection. I picked you up, and uh, I dressed you. I cared for you. And something, using the analogy, I raised you, and by the time you got to puberty, and by the time your breast developed, you became a beautiful, stunning young woman. And so I bought you fine clothes. I put oils on you, perfume on you. Oh, how I groomed you, Israel. And finally I said, she's come to the time for love. She'll be my wife. And you started sleeping with the gods of Egypt, the gods of Phoenicia, the gods of the Sidonians. You started sacrificing your children on the high places. You started sleeping with Moloch. You started sleeping with this God. You, you said, you're good enough to save but not good enough to love. And said, oh, Israel, I'm going to divorce you. And he divorces them in Isaiah because you become my whoring wife. The strong language You became a prostitute. You're selling your body. I thought you would give me your body. See the difference between a wife and a prostitute. She's selling what she ought to be giving if she could ever find somebody she loved. But because she hates men, and she said, I need a quick fix on drugs. I'll sell what you ought to get free if you found someone you loved. And God said, you're giving all your love and favors, all all the high places. Israel, you're breaking the heart of your God. And he comes over to the New Testament. Oh, church, there's so many people who come up to pray. They never got beyond coming to God because they're in trouble, and they seldom come because they love him. Would you serve God if he didn't do any more for you? So we're having the seducing voice, Oh, Ephesus, you've fallen away from your first love. You used to love me as an engaged couple, but now your relation. This is by ninety A.D. We're going to be studying Ephesus in our home studies, and then First Timothy, and it's all with the city of Ephesus. Laodicea, you've lost all burn. It's that literally the Greek word, the burn for me. You don't have the burn. It's people about church. We've made church hard. Oh, I don't know if I could make it. Why can't you make it? Well, you know, uh, football starting up. Oh, oh, I, most of those guys died for you, right? Uh, those guys, uh, they just love you and your wife. Oh they just with your kids no what idols I ask you what idol are you sleeping with Is it money time pleasure We all have an idol producing factory we don't call it idolatry but Paul said whatever you lust to have and it comes from your eyes From the flesh and your pride. I got to have this house, this money, this relationship. Whatever the this is. Other than to find any fulfillment. God says you're being seduced. You're being seduced. It's not just doctrinal. It's loving devotion. It is so hard to sell Christ it's so hard to make him look any better than he is i hope you know him i hope that you haven't strayed from him we do I was talking with the praying with the elders last night chuck shares he said i got saved at this place an oklahoma man led him to the lord but he said i strayed for 10 years afterwards is that possible Can you get saved and then stray for 10 years? Yeah. My brother David got saved, had no one to really teach him, got in trouble, went back to old patterns, and God had to rescue him. How many of you have ever strayed? Why? The voice, the lies, the bait. Come over here. Come over here. And, and that woman that catches the stupid young man in Proverbs, she dresses like a seducer. She looks like one. She talks like one. And guess what? He said, the man, even in the sexual orientation of Proverbs 5 and 7, says she slaughters him because her bedroom is the bed to hell. It's the bedroom to death. And it's the same with Satan as he lies to the bride. Come, come to me. Give up the Christ you've been taught. Give up the spirit you think you have. Give up the gospel you've heard. We're going to, uh, today I said I wanted to pray with people after the sermon. Not to necessarily be saved, whatever. We usually have our prayer counselors and we pray. Then Annie's going to, Uh, take us to the throne. We're going to sing, it is well with my soul. I wonder, is it? It can be. But if you're being unfaithful to your bridegroom, I would repent of my idolatry. I would repent of whatever. That's between you and the Lord. I want our prayer counselors, deacons and pastors, stand here up in the front. Come. And we're going to stand. I want to pray. For you, and uh, if you have a special prayer need, it may not be getting back to the Lord, but we're going to take this time to pray for you and to stand with you. We're all subject to temptation and the lying voice of Satan. So let me pray. Our Father, I pray, would you help us to be faithful to you? Help us not to be divided in our loyalty to Jesus Christ. We want to serve the Christ that rescued us, that died for us, that rose again for us. Oh, Spirit of God, we don't want you to be grieved. We want you to be feeling at home in us. We want you to fill us with your Spirit, fill us with the fruit of the Spirit. Let us use the gifts you put in each of us. Whatever that gifting is, may it be used to glorify your people. We want to magnify and advertise our husband to be. We want to broadcast Christ.
1: And this is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Our time today spent in God's Word to encourage you, to bring you truth for today. If you have questions or comments about our time together, we would invite you to write to us. You can either visit our website and drop us an email, write to us via U.S. mail, or give us a call. Another way to reach out to us with your questions would be to simply record them on your voice memo app on your smartphone and then email that audio to tftquestions at valleybible.org. Our phone number is 855-833-9864. Our website, truthfortodayradio.org. And if you're writing to us, the address is 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. The zip code is 94547. If you have questions about the ministry of Truth For Today and how we are funded to air on this radio station, we would love to talk with you. We are listener-supported, quite simply, and no gift is too small, no gift is too large. Whether it's a one-time gift or a monthly gift, it all goes back into the radio ministry, ensuring that it airs on this radio station. So would you consider that as you reach out to us here at Truth For Today? One other note as we close out our time together today, if this broadcast and this ministry encourages you in your walk with Christ, and you happen to be looking for a church that does just that. We would invite you to contact valleybible.org. Pastor Phil is Pastor Emeritus at Valley Bible Church in Hercules. And while he is no longer in the pulpit, we are still very much a part of this church body. And we would invite you to come and join us for worship. For more information, again, valleybible.org or call 855-833-9864. And then we invite you to come back and join us next time for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard.